2: Kroger, fresh for everyone.
3: I'm Lewis Carter, host of the Blueprint Connect Podcast. The Blueprint Connect Podcast is an extension of the Blueprint Men's Summit, where we have consistently given men a prescription for growth, not just for themselves, but also for their families and their communities. During these podcasts, we will educate and motivate our listeners about entrepreneurship, careers, finances health and wellness and even relationships today's special guest is Fuch, a grammy nominated artist also educator and content creator for many many events welcome future to the blueprint connect podcast
4: lewis thank you so much thanks for having me oh man it's it's, it's a privilege
3: Uh let's start off by giving people some background before you uh, became this Grammy-nominated artist. Uh, Give us some background on where you grew up and how you got into uh, spoken word.
4: Yeah, well, I come from a very musical and spiritual family. So I was born in Gary, Indiana. And uh, I have a grandpa who was a pastor, uncle, two uncles who were pastors. Actually, my dad isn't a pastor, but he might as well be a deacon. Um, So grew up around a lot of that and um, and also musical. So my grandpa, my grandpa played trumpet in the army, actually. So at his house would always be John Coltrane records, you know, Dizzy Gillespie, you name it. And that's what got my dad playing music. So he plays saxophone still to this day. So I just remember, you know, as a kid asking him if you could play Happy Birthday and he could, you know, like figure it out real quick. So I, I just thought that was really cool. And then when I was about eight or nine years old, my family moved to Nashville, Tennessee, which is known as Music City. So, you know, got to know a lot of um, touring musicians, session players, jazz musicians, all people from all over. Um, And I I eventually started a band when I was in high school and uh, we kind of played around a lot. Um, But a little bit before that, I started writing poetry. This was just uh, started writing poems for girls I had crushes on. I was a a little lover kid in that way. So that eventually led into hip hop music and led into rapping, freestyling. Um, So it all just kind of revolves and all kind of influences and comes from that same place of that expression.
3: So so how did you decide that you really wanted to sort of focus in uh, this, what I call a unique special place of inspiration, motivation uh, for young kids? So you, you work a lot in the classroom. You give them something special from a musical standpoint. How did you decide you wanted to go that route versus hardcore hip hop?
4: Yeah, I think I, I tried a, a lot of different routes, but um innately, um, just because I've always since I was younger, I've loved the creative arts, even in school. I remember wishing that my school had poetry programs. I remember wishing that they had music programs that I enjoyed, uh, especially music production. So I think when I got older, I started volunteering with community centers. And at one point I was running a music studio at this center in Nashville called Rocket Town, and the kids would come from all over the city. We would record, they would write, we would just talk, vibe, and it was amazing. So that kind of planted that seed of like, huh, I I know I like making my own music, but it's really important for me being in a position to provide youth with resources that they might not have otherwise had. And then when I graduated college in 2011, I started working with a nonprofit that taught spoken word in schools. Once again, I'm on my path to become a rapper. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm making songs about money, songs about life, songs about, you know, whatever, women, et cetera. And it just wasn't happening for me like I wanted to. And when I got into teaching, I learned how to use my gift of entertainment and music as a lesson plan and curriculum and classroom management style And I was like, I kind of like this. Like, this is kind of cool. You know, students were writing poetry inspired by lesson plans I wrote. So I think the teaching kind of showed that You know, maybe if there's a way that I can blend what I do as an artist where it doesn't conflict with what I do as a teacher. So I started thinking of ways and subjects and topics that I can make songs about that I can use in my classrooms. So I kind of settled on this idea of black history, self-love, empathy, things that I wish that I learned in school while also making it lyrical also making it current, also making it dope, also making it to where I can go into a middle school classroom. And they go, who is this guy? I'm like, oh, y'all don't know. Okay, let me show y'all what I did. They go, okay, he's cool, he's cool. I'm like, okay, let's get into the lesson. So I kind of carved out this lane where I was able to still take those passions for everything. And like you said, it's all about educating, entertaining, and empowering. And what I realized, the songs that I made to give back went much further than the songs that I was trying to make just for flashiness, the songs that I was trying to make just for that cool factor. So it kind of humbled me. It was like the world was telling me, (laughs) yo, the world doesn't need any more songs about flashiness, whatever. Anytime I made something that educated, anytime I made something that inspired Teachers would hit me up. Parents would hit me up. Students would hit me up. It was like, there's a need for this. So I think it just kind of showed me that I had a gift that was serving a need. And I kind of followed that wave and was glad that I did.
1: We'll be right back
3: with more of my interview after this quick break.
2: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic.
0: Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details.
5: To get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
3: Is there anyone that sort of inspired you or motivated you to follow them? Did you have sort of a mentor or a idol or somebody that you followed, or did you just carve out your own path?
4: It's interesting. I think I've gleaned from a lot of different influences. That first mentor that I had with the nonprofit that taught spoken word in schools, he told me he was like, you know what you're doing. I get what you're trying to do, but don't be surprised if it doesn't get you the results that you want. You have a gift. You can use this to give back. So he kind of put that influence in me of how I could take my gift and use it in this way. So definitely him. His name was Benjamin Smith. And this was Southern Word, which is still an organization in Nashville that I think is awesome. Another guy is Rod DeVore. He's the one that hired me to do the community center studio. So he was like, "I see what you're doing. I see you making music. I feel like you would be a good asset to the community center, to the to the community, and helping out." So I feel like I've just always had these 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 influences, these guardian angels that was that steered me in a direction. Like, you go this way, <laughs> go this way, and it ended up working out that way. We,
3: we, we, we would call those waymakers.
4: Waymakers, that's what it is. <laughs> that's so, it.
3: Uh, let me ask you this: uh, Your daughter's not with you today. What type of impact did she have on you taking this route to this inspiring and
4: educating spoken word? Man, okay. So as soon as. She was born in 2017. One, it just kind of lit a fire in me creatively. Um, I think I was, you know, once again, I was still teaching a lot and I had kind of not given up on my music and entertainment dreams, but I didn't really have a focus. So becoming a dad really gave me that focus to recenter myself. I started a YouTube channel called Futurology where I was releasing weekly videos, comedy, music, parodies, social commentary etc and that's really the series that I started making music for kids like officially and um I think for her being a parent of course I'm getting into this protective dad phase you know i think sometimes for women the second they get pregnant or or they start feeling it there's like an innate motherhood thing that kicks in but for a lot of men i'm gonna be honest like it's it's not really hitting us maybe until we see our child sometimes so i think that's what it was for me when she was actually born um i am i am aware of the kind of influence that I have on her. I'm aware of what we watch. I am aware of what we listen to. So I think it's just natural that I want to make songs that she can enjoy, that, you know, I don't have to go, oh, baby, don't listen to that one. Don't listen to to that song right there. (laughs) So she she definitely is a huge influence in that way. So you you do a lot of work in, in,
3: in schools. How have the students responded to
4: your artistry? How do they respond to it? whoo I've worked um with kindergarten through high school. so I've seen different age groups. Um, it's really awesome that, you know, the younger kids, the fact I come into the school with dreadlocks as a black man, that's already got them. they sold. they're like, oh, he cool. He cool off top. So just the fact I go, you know, I make music. they go, you make music, whoa. so they're sold off top the fact that I'm still in a classroom and create. The big thing with them now is the fact that I make YouTube videos. They go, oh, he's a YouTuber. For kids, being a YouTuber is like, that's the thing now. It used to be movie star. It used to be, you know, whatever. Now it's YouTuber. But um, I think there's a, there's a, uh, what do you call it? A relatability. There's uh they can tell that I think teachers do a great job of providing structure, discipline, and also teaching in a way. I feel like I'm, I'm one foot in, one foot out because I'm able to give some we talk about life. We talk about the real world, and we we do it in a creative way. So um, I think I'm bridging the gap between their experience of them maturing and learning, and also providing some some education at the same time. And then for middle schoolers, middle schools are definitely harder because they're at that phase where they' too cool for school. You know, they going through their relationships. They going through the drama of life. They 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 feel like they've seen it all at that point. So for them, it, it might take a little bit longer for them them to, to actually open up um, to me and my artistry in a way. But once I show them what I do and where my heart is at, I think for them, presence is big. The fact that, you know, I may do a series of workshops and show that I'm really there um, for them. And often talking about things that matter to them. We get into topics such as um, beauty standards. And for the young girls, that's a big thing who, who are dealing with a lot of things coming into their young womanhood. You know, the fact that we have these talks about where do these European beauty standards come from? They love, they're in that stage where they love to talk and rant about their emotions and their feelings on things. So I think it's just providing a platform and giving them creative ways to express that. The fact that I'm able to facilitate that for them, that really helps um, kind of our vibe and them kind of opening up to me in that way. And then for high school, you know, I think there's also a really cool relationship there because they can handle the really intense topics. They can handle, we talk about current events, we talk about life and such. So it it really is a blessed position because I think what I do, I'm able to talk about the world, put it in a creative format and kind of meet them where they're at developmentally. So they respond to it really well.
3: And what about other artists, uh, that do go a little hard in the paint, uh, in the, in the spoken word, how do you sort of relate to them and how do they relate to you?
4: Yeah. So I'm definitely influenced by a lot of different types of art. Um, I, I think that there's, everybody has their kind of lane that they're at. So I definitely look, um, you know, sometimes I'm super inspired by the types of music and the types of spoken word that I personally don't make. It's like I personally wouldn't produce and do this. But um, being the voice of your experience, being the voice of your life, Um, talking about where you come from and expressing it in a way that is genuine. I think people now more than ever, they want genuineness. They want they want what's real to them. And it just so worked out that what's real to me is this education lifestyle mixed with hip hop. You know, so when I see someone who's had a much harder experience than I have or who's had a much different life politically, et cetera, racially than I've had, I'm always like, That's dope. That's really tight. That's not necessarily what I do, but I think it comes from that same vein of creation. But as always, you know, I'm I'm the type of critic to where I'm like, how is this benefiting your listeners? How is this benefiting um our race, our society, our world, et cetera? What what are we able to learn from this? So sometimes when I have a student that's like, I want to rap, and they show me their raps, and it sounds like some of the stuff that's on the radio, I'm like, I see what you're going for, but Put your own experience in it. What 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 are we learning about you from this? What are we learning about what you're aspiring to? So I'm definitely going to push and be that kind of voice of reason. And, you know, I'm getting up there. Maybe that that means I'm getting older. I don't know if I'm not as able to relate to some of the younger stuff that I hear, but I definitely get it. And I definitely um, am inspired by a lot of the stuff that's different than what I make. We'll be right back
3: with more of my interview after this quick break.
0: Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, StraightForward. Inspired by guaranteed, straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber, get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a Guggenheim man. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at&t.com/hypergig for details.
5: The wait is over. The shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply.
1: Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles. It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing smart metabolic burn from brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just. price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com. don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease
3: so you've been nominated for uh, a Grammy. uh tell us about that journey uh to that nomination and, and what category are you in and who are some of the other people in the category
4: yeah, so I'm a part of a group called the One Tribe Collective, and we're a group of 24 black music artists that got nominated for Best Children's Music Album for the 2022 Grammys. We're really, really excited. So we did a collective song, and then I also made a song called Family Reunion that was also on my solo album, and it was on this collective album also. And it features uh, my good friend Divinity Rocks. She's a bass player, singer, rapper. She also played in Divinity. Uh, Beyonce's band. She was on tour of Beyonce for a while. Um, so we have like a, a wide range and collection of black artists that's making music from varied experiences. So I think it was beautiful for us to come together and use our collective voice. And the fact that we were able to make it to the Grammy platform just shows a testament to how people are ready for this. I, I always hear this thing of when organizations come to me and they say, We would love to hire more Black artists, Black children's artists, but we don't know where they are. So this was our answer to this. Like, we're out here. Look at us. Um, So some of the other artists are my good friend Pierce Freeline. He got nominated as well for his album Black to the Future, which is an incredible, incredible project where he features his daughter, his mom um, and some some various other influences in the children's music and, and Black music scene. And um, there's a couple of the artists, the Lucky, Lucky Diaz band got nominated. They're, um, they're Latino, they're a Latino band. So this year we've seen a lot of diverse acts um, that represent children's music, which has been big. And then uh, Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres is the other group um, that got nominated also. Um, so I, I think it really reflects um, the wide range of experience in kids' music. We're kind of answering that question. Of a lot of us are serving kids that look like us, so we want to provide music that reflects their experiences.
3: Well, congratulations uh, we we're, we're very, very proud of you. Are you working on a a, a new album right now?
4: not working on anything yet i've been writing some stuff kind of loosely figuring it out been doing a lot of performances um been out of town for a bit touring and such um definitely working on a book at this time bringing some of the the topics that we talked about in the album into printed form so that'd be something that i'm looking forward to next um
3: this is but- a children's book
4: Yeah, this would be children. So I'm still deciding if this is going to be for the young learners or the young adults, whether we do like a chapter book or just keep it simple with like a picture book.
3: Talk about uh, this song, My Crown. Uh, You know, you sent me the link to it. Uh, You know, I got a friend interested in working with you on it. Talk about what was the motivation for you to sort of uh, create My Crown?
4: Yeah. So the song My Crown was on my album Family Tree and it came out of this thought that I had when I was younger that I internalized. And I know a lot of my friends did, too, that if our hair, you know, was nappy, tangled, hard to comb through, that we had, quote unquote, bad hair. But the people who had the long, flowy hair, you could brush through really quickly. That was the good hair. So anytime you saw somebody that was mixed or with wavy hair, you said, oh, you got that good hair. So I was really tackling that idea because when I thought about it, that comes from these Races, European white beauty standards. You know, we see it on a lot of the magazines and movies, which is getting better now. It's getting more diverse. We get more representation for different hairstyles, body types, etc. but it still exists. It still hunts a lot of us. It still plagues us. And that goes back to this idea of this self-hatred of why we hate, you know, our facial features or whatever sometimes that's put on us. So I love to see this movement that has been going on for a while, but it's good to remind ourselves in every way of just this Black beauty, that Black is beautiful, that who we are is beautiful. So it's a song that celebrates all different Black hairstyles. It goes from afros, different textured hairs, weave. um, You got lace fronts, sew ends, et cetera, even shaved heads. So it's a song celebrating all different types. So
3: as as a father uh, living in the current environment uh, that we have in our country, do you feel any, added weight or responsibility of being a black father, uh, especially living in New York city. Uh, do you feel that extra weight on your extra responsibility?
4: I think a lot of times for black people, extra weight and responsibility is added onto us. Um, this, this ability to just be and exist is sometimes a privilege that we as black people aren't allowed. And I think as soon as I became a dad, when I was walking down the street with my daughter, I would hear the microaggressions and the stuff of like, oh, you're, you're actually, yeah, you're a good dad. You're blah, blah, blah. As if I didn't have father figures, a lot of my friends didn't have father figures and that there aren't examples of good father figures already. So I think this idea of who I am and how I am as a black father, I do feel like there's a lens on me. Like if I do something with my daughter, it's extraordinary and it's exceptional, which I think is awesome. But I think that also has a, a, a negative side to it. And the negative connotation is that they don't, a lot of people might not think that does exist in the Black community. The good fatherhood examples doesn't exist. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, of course, I'm present. I know that not everybody has had that fatherhood relationship from our communities. But the stories of fathers like me who are present and fathers like my dad who are present are not often portrayed as much. So it does make me want to be more vocal. It does make me want to be more out there and visual with how I am with my daughter. Well,
3: you know, that's great. We, 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 we love to hear that. And uh, you've named some of the people who've been instrumental uh, in your life. How are you using your artistry to be a way maker for others who may want to sort of follow your path.
4: Yeah, that's a really good question. First off, I love the mission and the purpose of what you explained of what Waymaker represents, because like I said, in my own life, there have been people that I would not be where I am talking to you today. I would not be where I am performing around the country and Grammy nominated if it wasn't people taking time to sit me down, ask me questions, tell me advice, um, offer a resource that I otherwise would not have get, get gotten in the first place. So that's something I definitely, definitely make my mission. I started a uh, an organization a couple years ago called Level Up Showcase that hosts a concert series for young people who are interested in entertainment where we host concerts. They can perform if they want to learn how to run the sound. They can intern and run the sound, want to learn how to do lights, front of show, etc. I love offering opportunities such as that, um, and anytime I see somebody coming up, that asks for questions or for resources. I'm always down to to pay young, up-and-coming young entrepreneurs who produce beats, who create clothing, um, you know, independent people who are asking, hey, can you wear this? Hey, can you try this? Hey, do you have any advice about this? So I definitely offer myself as a resource and offer any information I have um, to help further the careers of others and positions like I was. I'm, I'm definitely very passionate about that.
3: Well, Future, thank you so much for this. Tell our listening audience how they can reach you uh, and engage with you and even book you.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Look me up. You can go to my website, future.com. That's dot com, And everywhere on social media, that's at F-Y-U-T-C-H. And my brother, we will be watching
3: the Grammys, looking for you, cheering you on. Uh, We thank you so much, uh, not for just showing up here at the Waymaker Fireside Chat, but for all of the things that you're doing and working with young kids. And we appreciate you. And we say,
4: keep it up, my brother. Keep it up. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for the platform. And um, I really, really love what this represents because that's what it's all about is waymaking.
3: Thank you, my brother.
1: any disease asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances so if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest that's why it's got to be a cfp find your cfp professional at let's
2: you know that feeling when you walk into your home take a deep breath and feel new